You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to the Cindy Stewart Podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. So it's funny, uh, I have been going through this new season since the beginning of last year. The Lord told me the beginning of last year not to plan for the year, but to plan for 10 years and this new era, this new decade. And he reminded me of that this past January. He said, plan for 10 years. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to even plan for the week, right? (laughs) For the day. Uh, But this planning for 10 years, I feel like he's opening up our eyes to be able to see further than we've ever been able to see before. And to really engage with him at a level that it's new to us. It's this oneness with him that is new to us. And I have just been really pressing into what a 10-year plan looks like. I've been actually writing about it in a book. And the Lord told me, I was telling Patricia this a while back, the Lord told me, he said, you are thinking too linear. This is not a linear thought process. It's more of a circular thought process. It it moves in circles that connect together, not in a straight line. And as a linear thinker, that really just blew my mind. I'm like, okay, God, you're going to have to get my, my, my brain to work in circles, not just in straight lines. But it's been interesting because it has stretched and pushed me. This season has stretched and pushed me. And I know with um, what's been going on with the COVID, it's stretched and pushed all of us. We were going along our happy way, January, February, the 1st of March. Then all of a sudden, it's like, everybody lock your doors and stay in the house. And we're like, okay. What does that really mean? Because it's nothing that we've ever been through before. None of us have lived in a season where we've had to be sequestered to our quarters. So it's a, it was a whole dynamic shift for us in, in trying to figure out how do we work. Some of us can work from our home. Some of us can't. You know, how do we see our kids? How do we... Stay connected as a body. And like Patricia shared last night, you know, thank you, Lord, for Internet. Thank you, Lord, for the ability to Facebook Live and Zoom and do all these creative things in order to keep us together. And I know for us on Thursday nights, we started doing a Bible study where we began seeking the Lord for specific subjects. So uh, on Mondays, we'd send out a thing and said, let's seek the Lord. We did for an economic strategy. And it was amazing the strategy that was poured through everybody who participated. It gave us all these pieces of the puzzle to put together to know how to respond and have an economic strategy in this time of closure. And we did one on how do we... Um, um, what, how are we, how are we, uh, armed and dangerous in this time against the ploy of the enemy and the strategy to battle the enemy was so, um, 
I don't want to say unique, but it was. There were elements in there that were a new way to combat what the enemy was doing. And one of the main thing was keeping our eyes focused on Jesus because he is the strategist. He is the victor. He has won. And, and when we walk with a winner, we learn how to win, yeah. right? So it's been an interesting dynamic of change. And even when we joined back and came back into church, um, we had to learn how to have church again. Because it wasn't the same as it was before, even though the people were the same. It wasn't the same. And what we really saw was such a united move of the spirit uh, almost infused into the very first service we had. It was like, not only did we not miss a beat, but God gave us a hundred thousand other beats that were so much powerful than when we left. There was something that happened during the season that was this, um, you know, it was a dynamic, sovereign shift of God. And we didn't even know what was happening. It's funny, a couple months ago, the Lord gave me a word. He said, you won't recognize what I'm doing, even though I've told you, because it's so unfamiliar. But when you see it, you'll be in awe because you'll say, oh, this is that what you've shown me, but I did not recognize it because it didn't look like what I know. And God is shifting us from what we know, kind of our pattern, our rhythm, that type of thing, into this pattern and rhythm for this season, this era that he has us in. And it's exciting and it's nerve wracking and it's you know, you're like, okay, God, whatever you want to do. Oh, I, I said that, but I didn't know that that's what you were going to do. Okay, well, we'll do that. You know, it's just such a, um, it, it's so dynamically different. And I know many of you feel that way too, because I know a lot of you. So it's interesting that we're moving into this whole new understanding of a kingdom realm in a sovereign move of God that he is inviting us to get on board with. He's saying, I'm doing something amazing. You want to go? You want to be a part of it? You want to join me? You know, it, it is so exciting. So we definitely are being stretched. I'm being stretched. Are you being stretched? Yes. yes amen. We are being stretched. And it's good stretching because it's God stretching. It's good. It's good stretching. So um, a couple of weeks ago, I don't know if you saw this, Doug Addison put out a word and he said that, um, uh, what was that word he said? He said, uh, God is redeeming things from seven years ago, and this is the start of a new season. Well, right before that, the Lord gave me a word. He said, the old cycle has ended and the new cycle has began. So uh, when I saw that word, I actually looked back in my journal seven years and I read my journal for 2013. I keep it electronically so it's easy to go through. And I came across this word and this is a little bit what we're going to talk about today. And the Lord had said to me, he said, do not worry about the wars waging around you. Now, just think, that was seven years ago, right? 
He said, I am bringing you with others as Isaiah 60. I'm bringing you with others as Isaiah 60. God is bringing us as Isaiah 60 to the world. And I want to read a little bit of this, uh, Isaiah 60, verses 1 and 2. And I want to talk about a little bit and then talk about what does that mean to us as we go forward. So Isaiah 1 and 2, and this is going to be out of the Passion Translation. It says, rise up in splendor. Now, doesn't that make you want to jump up? I mean, think about it. The Lord is saying, rise up in splendor and be radiant, for your light has dawned. And Yahweh's glory now streams from you. Yahweh's glory now streams from you. Look carefully. Darkness blankets the earth and thick gloom covers the nations. Now that's what the enemy wants us to focus on. He wants us to skip verse number one that we just read that the glory of the Lord is streaming from us. He wants us to skip that part. And he wants us to hone in on this. Darkness blankets the earth. Thick gloom covers the nation. Because that's what we're hearing. That's what we're hearing from the media. That's what we're hearing all around us. But, listen to this, but Yahweh arises upon you. The brightness of his glory appears over you. So that darkness is not our focus. Right. It is the glory of the Lord that, that lives within us is our focus. And you know, that word arise uh, in the New King James, it's arise. It said that actually means become powerful. It means come onto the scene. So we have this darkness that's covering the earth, but We have become powerful in the Lord and what he has put inside of us. And not only that, we have come on the scene to extinguish the darkness that's come against us. I mean, think about when, you know, um, I remember when we were teaching, Chuck was teaching our son how to ride his bike. And uh, they were riding down the street. And, you know, we're back there cheering my daughter and I. She's little. And the bike falls. And then Chuck tumbles over the bike. And they're both laying in the street. So me and my daughter, what did we do? We came onto the scene. And we were like, what can we do? When God is telling us to arise, he's telling us to see what's going on there. I'm going to send you onto the scene. You're going to be the the emergency response team for what is happening that I've assigned you to. And you're going to release the glory of the Lord that is within you onto the scene that overcomes the darkness that you're seeing in front of you. And, you know, when we talk about how God is streaming out of us, I keep thinking about John 7, 38, that says, you know, those who believe out of their bellies, touch your belly and say, out of my belly come streams of living water. Saw some of you rubbing your belly going, well, but you know, think about that, that deep richness of the Lord within us. We are the answer to the problem in this new era. The people of God are the answer to the problem. We are the carriers of God's kingdom. We are their solution. 
And I know we do not see ourselves as a solution. But we are the solution. God has chosen every one of us to be the solution for the darkness that's out there. Like Patricia said last night, Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Jesus is everything within us, and he's provided the nothing that we need out there because everything we need is in us for the solution that he has for us. I, I, you know, sometimes when I think of that level of anointing that God has placed within us, it is unnerving. It is like, God, you know, it's out of the Psalms. Who am I that you are mindful of me? Who am I that you are going to take your kingdom, place it in my hands and say, go, go, go do it. Go take it, conquer it, overthrow it. Who am I? And he's like, of course, who are you? You are mine. And I have shifted that to you because I have entrusted you with all that I have. I mean, this is a powerful season we're in. You know, you think about when she was sharing about the healing uh, revivals and Catherine Coleman and Oral Roberts. I, I thought, oh, I would have loved to been, you know, in that time and really have been in those meetings. I know there. I, I met one person one time that was in a Catherine Coleman meeting, and just what was that like? But then, you know, thinking about what she was sharing last night, we are in the greatest time ever. Because we aren't having to go to a, a convention hall to see a healing revivalist because we carry the healing of Jesus in us. I mean, we have it. What they broke through is second nature to us now. Where they've had breakthrough of all these different things, we carry as we don't even think twice about it. Because God has so equipped us in it. Um, John 8, 12 says, I am light to the world. And those who embrace me will experience life-giving light. They will never walk in darkness. Now, think about that. I, I want us to grab a hold of that. Because Isaiah 60 said, and deep darkness covers the earth. But John 8, 12 says that we will not walk in darkness. We will walk in light because we carry the light within us. We carry that ability within us. You know, maybe the world walks in darkness, but we do not. That is not, that is not, our, our, um, that is not our normal. Darkness is not our normal. The light is our normal. Christ is our normal. That's who our normal is. Uh, I want to read one of the scripture because I love this. It says, let brilliant light shine out of darkness. And this is out of the Passion Translation, uh, 1 Corinthians 4, 6. Is the one who has cascaded. Have you ever seen a waterfall and how it cascades? It says the one who has cascaded his light in us. 
So just think about it. You are, I am, we are the carriers of the light. We are the displayers of the glory. You know, Jesus in John 17 says, Father, the same glory that you've given me, I give to them. So they can be in oneness just like we are in oneness. Do you think about yourself as being this giant distributor of light? This, this lighthouse for all the world to see? To shine on the darkness so that no longer it's dark, it, it's turned to light? Is that the way you see yourself? I'm a giant strobe light. I am a disco light for all the world to see, for Jesus. You know, I just spin around and whoever it touches gets saved, healed, delivered, you know, gets to see Jesus exalted, gets to see that where there's injustice, there will be justice because I am the solution God is sending. You are the solution. You know, we want God to come down from heaven. He says, I have and I, I live in you and I want you to go do what I've called you to do, because that is what's moving my kingdom forward. We are the shifters. And in this era, this new era, we will see the body of Christ rise up in a way we've never seen before. And it's not like we're going to be on megaphones on the street corner. We're going to be the sound of deliverance in our offices. We're going to be the sound of deliverance in our family. We're going to be the sound of wisdom, of justice. We are going to be, when we walk in the room, the shifters of the atmosphere. And when there's more than one of us in the room, those lights just get brighter. That glory just, just grows. And when you think about it, you think about when you go to the grocery store, it's not like, uh, well, sometimes we do, but for the most part, we don't go around with our Christian meter going, they believe her, they believe her, they believe her, yeah, yeah. No, but, but there are other believers in the stores with us. And all of those uh, carriers of the light in that store are creating a disturbance to the darkness that's in that store. And we don't walk in the store and look and go, oh, my gosh, I'm so afraid. That looks like a demonic person. No, we walk in and we're like, Jesus, thank you for them. God, we're just going to release your healing power over them, your deliverance power over them, your, your presence over them. God, give me that invitation to just go in and give them your heart. That's who we are. And I really believe during this time of uh, separation, God has been working to rewire our minds. So our thought processes are more um, ready, alert for the assignment God has for us on, in that moment. I mean, has anybody noticed that at all? I see yeses, yeses. That's good. That's good. Because I felt like it, but you know, you don't, you don't know if you feel like it's right unless somebody says, yeah, that's actually right. Uh, I was at the uh, park. I was about to go for a run. I was at the water, about to go for a run. And there was a young man. I told this at church a couple months ago, but there was a young man. Um, 
doing push-ups on the bench, young, you know, strong, but he had a brace on his foot. And every time he was, you know, doing something, he had to not put any weight on his foot. And I'm sitting there drinking my coffee, and the Lord's like, him, like, well, you know, he's got his mask on, and you can't wear a mask when you're running. Come on. I can barely run, so I certainly can't wear a mask while I'm running. Come on. But uh, so I go up to him. I finally, you know, say, okay, I get my coffee drank. I go up to him and I said, hi. I told him who I was. I said, I know we're trying to social distance, but I felt like the Lord wanted to heal your ankle. And you know what he said? I prayed over him. I asked him if they knew Jesus. He had someone else with him. They're like, yes, we love God. We're, we're so grateful that you would take the time. You know, there was an instant connection Glory to glory, light to light in that moment. And, and, and God just wanted to touch him. He wanted to encourage him. God gave me a little word for him. And, and just to know that he is not alone in his faith and what God has him doing and where God is calling him. And his ankle actually was secondary to what God wanted to do. So God sends us places when we think we understand the agenda because it's the agenda that we can say yes to in that moment in time. And he really has this whole uh, uh, secret agenda that pops up while you're talking and you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm glad I'm here. Yes, God, whatever you say. But it's so amazing. I feel like God is shifting our brain. And I, I want us to understand that um, we are the river that is flooding this world with the presence of God. We are it. We are it. And God is stirring each one of us up with the ability to flow in oneness with the Holy Spirit. Where the Holy Spirit moving in us is so second nature, just like taking a sip of water, just like planning for whatever you're going to do. The Holy Spirit is so one in us. I, I want to talk a few minutes about um, Haggai. I know Patricia touched on it last night, and I'm going to go to Haggai um, 1, verses 12 and 14. And I want to talk about this a little bit because the one thing God is doing right now is he's stirring up our spirits. He's stirring us up. There, there are things that, you know, sometimes you even think, what's wrong with me? Because I feel unsettled. But God is stirring us up. That's what's going on. He's stirring us up to think beyond what our norm is. And uh, in Haggai 1, um, God is talking to them about rebuilding the temple. And as Patricia said last night, we are the temple that's being built. We are it. We don't have to worry about a physical building to build to make it uh, beautiful and glorious because we are the physical building that's being built to, and we are beautiful and we are glorious. But the thing in uh, Haggai is verse 12, it talks about how the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, who was the governor. He stirred up the spirit of Joshua, who was the high priest. And he stirred up the spirit of all the people. It wasn't just one or the other. It wasn't just the high officials, but it was everybody who was called to begin the building. 
It was everybody. We are all called to build this building that God is calling us to do, to build the kingdom that he's calling us to do. And he's stirring us up to do it. And he's stirring us up with things that we have not planned but he's given us a new design. He's given us a new idea. He's given us an expanded anointing. So we're able to build the kingdom and move it forward. And he goes on to tell Zerubbabel in uh, chapter 2, verse 4, he says, be courageous. That's an impartation right there. That's a release right there. Be courageous. This fear that has bound the church needs to be broken now. We are called to be courageous, to not be afraid. God says it over and over. If you read the Bible, it says it over and over. Every time they're going to face something big, God says, do not be afraid. Be courageous. We are rising up in courage. It doesn't mean that we aren't a little nervous. It doesn't mean that thoughts don't go through our mind. What if? But all of those are subdued by the word of the Lord that says to us, be courageous. The way to build my kingdom right now is of courage, of great courage and faith. And if we don't have it, God says we can ask for it. We don't have to say, oh, I've got to muster this up. No, God will give it to us. Whatever we need, he'll give it to us. So he says, be courageous. And he says, and work. And work. Be courageous and work. Work at the task that I've given you. Work at the calling I've put in front of you. Work at the moment that we're in right now. Be courageous and step into it. Be courageous and step into it. For I am with you. I am with you. God is with us. He's never not with us. We may not be aware of him at times, but he's always aware of us. He's never not with us. So whatever he's given us to do, he's given us the courage to do it. He's given us the anointing to do it. He's given us the people around us to help us to complete the task in front of us. We're never alone. There's always a body. There's always a people that can pray for us, that can join us, that can encourage us. We're never alone. And then we go and we do what he's called us to do. And we are building right now. We're in a building season. The kingdom, you know, when we talk about it, it's funny when I was reading this, for some reason I have had this real passion for government. And it's not something that I have been, um, it's not something that I've carried my whole life. It's something that has shifted over the last couple of years. Just this real passion for the government of God to infiltrate our country. I mean, that really has been a passion for me, for really praying. And then God starts giving me words for the government. So I've, I've been like, uh, the first time he gave me a word for the government, I was like, that was interesting. I don't really know what to do with that. I'm just going to pray. But, but there's just such a passion. But right now, I feel like the people of God are taking the government mountain. 
The people of God are infiltrating the government mountain. And it doesn't mean we have to run for office. God isn't saying, okay, everyone in this room, go file your forms, go pay your fees, and go run for commissioner, go run for this. That's not what he's saying. What we don't understand, that God can take a mountain without us ever being in the mountain. But all of us participate in the mountain by voting, by praying, by doing the things we're supposed to do. But I really believe that God is taking over the government mountain with his people. And it's infiltrated all the way from the base of the mountain, which is prayer and intercession and declarations. You know, we get those things done because we pray into it. We declare Zerubbabel was the governor. You know, he was he was partnering with the high priest. We we are partnering with God's government as the high priest of God to overtake the governmental mountain. And I know what we see with our eyes and what we process with our intellect may say to our hearts, how could that be? But I also know the word of the Lord and what he is doing in this season confirms that that is what is happening. We're seeing laws shift. We're seeing that the church is being acknowledged as a viable entity for our nation. I mean, we're seeing a shift of favor in our direction. We are seeing it. This is part of our day. This is part of our legacy. This is part of our signature as a generation is this gigantic shift. And and God wants us to continue to pray into that shift. We're seeing more people than ever. Um, I know our friend down in South Florida is a pastor, has pastored for 25 years down there. He's running for county commissioner because God said, you have such favor in this region that I want to put you in a position to bring the kingdom of God into South Florida. I mean, we're seeing it all over. We're seeing it all over. We're seeing where the the people running for office are, are not afraid to declare where their faith is. Who called them to run? Anyhow, I don't want to get off on a political thing, but I want us to understand this is what's happening in the coming era. That things hang in the balance, but we're the ones that push it over into God's, into God's arena. And that is what's happening, I believe, in the government mountain. So as, as us, we are also care, called to carry the government of God on our shoulders. I was reading Isaiah 9, 6, and it says, um, let's see if I can find it real quick. I just wrote it down. Um, I thought I wrote it down. Let me look it up. I'm sure we know it by heart, but I'm not going to try to jump it, jump on it by heart. Isaiah 9, 6. It says, uh, For unto us a child shall be born, and to us a son shall be given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now, I want us to understand the government of God has been put on our shoulders. 
We carry that as part of kingdom people. And understanding the way God's government works, not only in the church, but in the world, helps us to be able to bring that government forward. And, you know, you don't think about carrying God's government on your shoulder. God's government of justice. God's government of uh, equity, the way it should work in this world. God's government of love. God's government of peace. We carry that on our shoulders. God has given it, and it's not a heavy burden we carry. It's a it's a it's a anointing that we carry in order to shift things to look like his. You know, when we carry the kingdom of God, we carry the dominion, we carry the authority. We carry the ability to change. We are change makers. And there is oil on that, the oil of the Spirit on that right now. And God wants to infuse the confidence and the courage within us so we can recognize the weight of the assignment he's given us. And it is a heavy weight. There is a serious responsibility. And it doesn't mean yesterday wasn't a serious responsibility or 10 years ago wasn't a serious responsibility. But you know how you can feel the shift of God where all of a sudden... There's a seriousness to what's going on. You know, over the last probably four, four or five years, what's been preached? Holiness, righteousness, uh, turning back to God, repentance. That's what's being preached. But it is to prepare, it's been to prepare us for this season. Because we want holiness, we want righteousness to rule everywhere we go. And the only way to get it there is by releasing it, is by being facilitators of it, is by modeling it. You know, we've watched God do some cleansing through the church, and he'll continue to. Patricia talked about it last night. Everything that is hidden is going to be revealed. Everything. So we want to make sure that when that, when that revelation comes, that spotlight is not on us. <laughs> that, that our hearts are clean. Our, our account is, is empty with God when it comes to sin. That, that our eyes are focused on Jesus and that we are aligned in this kingdom realm in a way that we've never been before. And I, I believe that God is just moving us in there out of the cry of our heart for the more of him. And much of this is being birthed out of the intimacy of the prayer rooms, out of the intimacy of our prayer closets. You know, it's so funny. You know, we talked a little bit last night. I think we did. I'm not sure we did. I've talked about this before, how during this time of uh, separation, we have seen uh, the search for 
How do I pray? How do I connect with God? There was a whole report on Google of, of, of Google searches. I think it was up like 54% people searching how to pray, how to connect with God. How do I get an answer? You know, those type of things. We're seeing the hearts of people in their, in their rooms by themselves looking for the answer. And the answer is Jesus. We are also seeing people being healed in their house without anyone laying hands on them. I've got a couple of great testimonies um, that is so interesting uh, of someone who was uh, healed of Epstein-Barr in their house. And the Lord just spoke to them and said, I have healed you just spoke to them and said, I have healed you. God is coming through the healing God to heal us, to restore us, to reset us. We are being recalibrated as people. And in this, I feel like I have one warning I want to give. And it's out of uh, Acts 5. You know, I love Acts. I've been reading through it back and forth, back and forth. But when I hit Acts 5, I preached on this a couple of weeks ago. I cannot let go of it. I cannot let go of this. I feel like we as a we as a body have to get this. You know, Peter's going through, and he they're doing amazing miracles. The church is growing. These his shadows healing. Everybody's running, throwing their people out in the street. They're getting delivered just by his shadow. And we think that's miraculous, right? Everybody wants a shadow ministry, right? I want a shadow ministry, right? But God has even more than that. Even more. I feel like there's things we haven't seen um, or that we, we haven't been able to recognize that he's going to use you individually to release and heal and save people. I mean, it's, I think even in our services, we've seen things, God do things. It's like he just drops in and our, you know, just the heavy presence and our norm might have been, okay, we're going to start some healing. We're going to start some this. We're going to start from that. And God's like, no, we're just going to be still. There's been times in our services where it just goes silent because the weightiness of the Lord is so heavy. There's not an instrument to play. There's not a word that needs to be spoken. We're just under the weight. And, and I believe that, that God is teaching us uh, such, with such power um, and presence of how to just lean in to what he has. Lean in to what he has. Um, so anyhow, yeah, so I think the shadow ministry uh, was a foreshadow of what's to come. And we will walk in greater things than that in this season. But so Peter's doing all these amazing things and, and they're seeing people healed, people coming to believe the fear of the Lord just, just pouring over the people. Um, and of course, the religious come against him and they put him in jail and they do all these things. And then he's broke out of jail and, and, uh, and uh, it's just amazing. And, and he's told by the leaders, do not talk about God again. And Peter says in verse 29, he says, we must obey God rather than men. We have no other choice. That's what God is saying to us. Will you obey me over men? 
But the warning comes a little later on, and I think it's verse 39. Let me just look real quick. But he's he's talking, um, you know, they're trying to figure out, the council's trying to figure out what to do with the disciples. They're like, you know, we can't kill them. We can't do anything with them. Um, you know, what are we going to do? And and they say to them, one of them raises up and says to them, let me see if I can, I'm sorry, I lost my little place here. He says to them, um, here it is. It says, if it is of God and it appears that it is, you will not be able to stop it. You will not be able to stop them. What's happening right now is of God. Or else you may even be found fighting against God. And I feel like that is our warning. What's going on in the movement of God is not being recognized by the people of God. And I'm not saying everybody, but I, I just feel like this is important for us to heed because if we cannot recognize, like Patricia said last night, the sons of Issachar could discern the times. They saw what God was doing so they could let everybody know. We have to be able to see what God is doing. And if we're unable to see what God is doing, we, his people, will be fighting against him. We will be fighting against the very movement that God has called us to move, to steward, to move forward. And we have to really watch ourselves, especially on social media. And I'm just going to say this out loud, especially on social media, because what happens is a lot of opinions are projected on social media, but they didn't filter through the word. They didn't filter through the word. And so we're seeing reactionary responses, emotional responses, even, you know, painful responses to what's going on right now in the nation. But it's not filtered through the word. And it creates a lot of confusion. And it actually is battling against what God is trying to show us. He's trying to show us something. I was telling Patricia earlier, you know, when the thing happened with uh, George Floyd, and I watched that video over and over and just prayed and cried out to God. And God said, I want you to be quiet and listen. Listen. Because you don't have an understanding, a full understanding. There's going to be things revealed that you don't understand right now. So I want you to listen. Hold your mouth and listen. And that's hard to do, especially when you're stirred up and you, you, you want to have an answer. Or you want to have a, a thought or an opinion or whatever it is out there. But God is asking us to steward what he is doing. And if, if something's going on in the world, then the answer that we need is here. It is found within the word of God. It's found within our community of believers. It's found through prayer and intercession. It's found in the secret place. That's where the answer is found. And we need to restrain ourselves from reactionary responses and hold ourselves to a higher standard which is through the word of God. It's through the word of God. So that's, that's my warning. Restrain ourselves. Go to the word. 
Let's see what God wants to reveal to us and listen. We, we listen and we can listen. We can listen to all kinds of, of things coming through, but we have to listen with God's filter. We have to listen with God's filter. So um, a couple other things I, I was going to share. A, 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 oh, I did share those. A couple other things I want to share with you because uh, I want to make sure we have plenty of time um, to finish a couple of things. Uh, but um, I go, mommy. But there is a great harvest happening right now. There's a great harvest happening. And what is happening is people are being harvested without an evangelism meeting. You know, people are being harvested without uh, a huge gathering. But God is going to send those people to us. They may say, it may be your neighbor. And they're going to be knocking on your door going, do you know anything about God? I just gave my heart to Jesus. God is going to send people who need discipling to us. And they may not necessarily come busting through the doors of the church. They're going to come busting through the office. Saying, I don't know how to take this next step. I don't really know what to do. They're going to be our next door neighbor that's saying, you know, I've had something, some kind of encounter, some kind of experience with God. I don't know what to do. Do you know what to do? That's what's going to happen. They're going to be our friends. They're going to be our neighbors that we've prayed for, our family that we've prayed for. And, and all of a sudden, God is sending them to disciple to be discipled by us. So we're going to have to sharpen up our discipleship abilities and being able to raise them up into the position and the calling that God has for them. Uh, the other thing is, is there's going to be this healing of the nations. We're going to see God do this move across the world that is going to bring healing to the nations. Now, we understand that not every nation will be involved, but there are nations that are aligning under uh, the the, uh, name of Jesus Christ, and we're seeing them rise up, and they're looking for other nations to partner with. Other nations to steward the movement of God, to move the kingdom forward. We're going to see the nations arise. Uh, I know I got an email from my friend in Pakistan, and he was like, you know, we've been able to uh, secure TV time um, in, in, through their internet, through their internet TV. Would you be willing to uh, do a couple sessions uh, every month to help disciple us because they're having hundreds of thousands of people come into Christ and they're looking for people, somebody who knows Jesus, who can help teach them how to live like Jesus wants them to live. I mean, say, let it be me. Let it be. Come on. Who wants to disciple people across the world? Who wants to speak into their heart? Who wants to learn their language and their love and, and learn how to really minister beyond our borders? And it's so easy to do right now. They're looking for leadership training. How do we raise up our leaders? We have a huge mission in India. They're, then we just had a team that went there uh, in November. We're trying to figure out all the connections, all the internet, because they want a school. We have a school. They want a school. 
You know, we have another one that's in Africa. They want a school. We have a school. We're just figuring out all the dynamics of getting the, the internet connections and making sure that they have monitors so they can actually watch it. This is a, a seamless season where really there is no time and distance across the world. You know, maybe a few hours here and there, but for the most part, what we have can be theirs and what they have can be ours seamlessly. And that's where God is, we're going to see a lot of God movement is across the airwaves, across the internet. And, and, and I think you said this last night, just, you know, even if you don't know how to do it, get someone to show you, because it's just a matter of holding it up and going, it's good enough. They don't really care what you look like. They just want to know where the heart of Jesus is that you're releasing for them, right? So uh, this, this whole harvest and healing and discipleship is going to be huge for this. But what we're really going to see is we're going to see the kingdom of God rule and reign in a way that we've never understood it before. And we are facilitators for God of this ruling and of this reigning because we carry what he wants for this world inside of us whether we know it or not because you know that when it's time to release it that anointing's there and all of a sudden something that's been deep down is here or something that comes fresh falls down just whatever we need he's got for us so it, it's just amazing. And he's just asking us just to lean back, find rest in this season. You know, we can rest and work at the same time. We can be at rest in the Lord and still do all that he's called us to do. Rest doesn't necessarily mean taking a nap, although I do love taking a nap. I don't have any problem with that. I have no problem with that. But this growing sensitivity to God's movement on us, for us, through us, to the kingdom to be shifted in this season. And I really believe that that's what we're going to see. We're going to be so excited as we look back, even from the end of the year through this year, at what God has done. And it, it, there are trials and there are tribulations and there are things that are not easy, but uh, it's just Jesus. And with our eyes on Jesus, there is a breath of peace that comes with the struggle. There's a breath of rest that comes with the struggle. And I really believe that this is exciting and that everybody is, is, is just um, stirring inside for this more of God, for this oneness with God, this unity with God, this move of God, and this kingdom impact that each of us carry. We all carry a kingdom impact. Not one person's excluded. They may not use it, but they're not excluded from having it, right? So I'm going to pray over you guys for just a minute because um, uh, I want to pray about two things, healing and finances. Uh, even as I was uh, praying this morning, I just feel like, uh, and Patricia and I talked about it last night, there's such a shift in the financial and the economic region, in the economic era right now, in the air alone. And um, God has continued to give me this word about finances and that there are finances for us. There's finances that are come from ways that we don't even understand. There, there, there are shifts that are going to happen that we don't know. 
we just keep moving forward with God and that shift of the finances will happen. Um, so I'm going to ask you guys to stand. Did you have a word about that too, Patricia? Were you looking up a scripture? Okay. Just ask you guys to stand and I want us to pray uh, into this glory. I want you to put your hands on your belly. We're going to get used to uh, stirring up within us. You know, just like uh, God stirred up Zerubbabel and Joshua and all the people, he stirred up their spirits. We stir up our spirit, Lord, to connect with your Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, that you guide our steps, our spirit follows, and then the rest of us, our soul and our mind, our body go afterward. Uh, Lord, we just thank you that um, we are glory carriers. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, we just release that. Um, what I see is there's fireballs inside of some of you that are, it's just like expanding, expanding. It's almost like a heart pulse inside of you. So, Lord, we're just uh, releasing the more, the more, the more, the expansion. Um, and really the, the, I see it now, Lord, the connection from the glory that lives within us to our mind, to our heart, to our intellect, that, that they will be united as one so that when we move, we move as one with you, Lord. Uh, all of our facility, our, our mind, our heart, our spirit, we all move at one with one with the Holy Spirit. Let the Lord minister to you. I just feel like he's ministering to some of you guys. I just want to release healing over those who need healing. If you need healing, I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand. Lord, we just thank you for your healing touch, your healing wave through this place. God, we just thank you that, uh, that there's more than enough wholeness. And then last, I want you to, you know, continue to receive that healing for you. Um, and I just want to tell you one quick story. Um, um, the Lord has spoken to me um, and said, I've healed your Hashimoto's, your uh, autoimmune disease, thyroid disease. And, um, and I had contended for a long time for that healing. Um, and he and he was showing me that in that contention for my healing came the breakthrough. I would draw pictures of what a whole thyroid would look like, and I would pray over it, and I would take it, and I'd put it on my neck, and I'd say, what that is, I have. And that was before he gave me the word. I just kept saying, Lord, your word says. And, and sometimes we're fighting for the fullness of our healing. So, uh go after the fullness of that healing. And if, if it's body parts and find a picture of the body part, I mean, I used to just pray over it, lay hands on it, because I was not going to be satisfied for less than what God has promised me. So I, I just want, I just wanted to release that. And I want to release finances. And I don't, you know, I don't care if you had all the money in the world, God could give you more to shift things for his kingdom. 
So I just want to release that. We've had a real anointing for finances and seeing debt getting canceled, seeing um, second mortgages paid off by the bank. Uh, they filed for a, a mortgage payoff for someone. I mean, we've seen all kinds of things. Cars being given. Uh, we've seen money just show up in an account that you can't reconcile the account because the money didn't actually come from anywhere. But there was plenty of money to pay the bills. So I, I couldn't. My linear brain could not figure that one out. <laughs> I just said, thank you, Jesus, and I'm writing checks. So I just want to release that financial shift. God has it for you because he knows that he will teach you to steward it in a way that will move his kingdom forward. So, Lord, we just release that anointing of finances right now. God, we just release the shift of, of where it is into where it needs to be. And, and we release the ability to receive in order to get what you have for us. Uh, we will not resist the shift that you have for us, Lord. And thank you that it will come from heaven. It will come from people. It will come from uh, wherever you want to send it from. We just say thank you, Jesus, for this shift in our life. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.